Have you ever gone on a trip? You had the desire, made all the necessary plans, and set off and landed, but what about the in-between? What takes place while you're in the waiting? In the in-between, chapter three titled, Seek Fellowship. You know, first and foremost, fellowship has to be with God firstly. I know this is a given, but again, that first squeeze. Who gets that first squeeze? With believers at church, um, do you partake in that? Do you fill your mind with God's word? Do you have a desire for God's presence? And do you have a longing to sit at his feet and spend time with him? I know... um, I recently joined a life group with my sisters. We've been meeting and um, it was said something like, prayer is a steering wheel for your life or it's the spare tire. And does it help guide your life regularly, prayer? Or do you use it when you're in a pinch or you can no longer go ahead because you're just stuck? Do you seek that regular check-in with the Lord and wanting to spend time with him? What kind of songs do you listen to? Do you listen to songs that push you further into your despair or a feeling of hopelessness or helplessness or a feeling or a depression? Or does it cause you to have your eyes look from the pit that you feel yourself in to look up and cry out to God once more? Like practically, um, just to encourage you to play songs that lift you up and doesn't put you down in your sorrows or your waiting. Like, I think sometimes we click with music. I think I, someone said this once or it was shared once that we click with a song so well, whether it's in a season or at a t- time in our life is because it's able to articulate into words what our hearts or our minds can't put together sometimes. So practically, what songs are you listening to? Um, Another thing, practically, maybe mark your calendar so you can study God's word intentionally. We intentionally block off PTO or vacation days to, you know, allocate a certain trip that's coming up. Why can't we set out a time where we can just uninterrupted, put our phone on do not disturb, We're not going to make plans. We're not going to carve into it. We're going to say, I'm going to study God's word today. I just want to dive deeper. You know, I have this that's going on. What does God have to say? There was a time um, last week or the week before where um, I, it was like, you know, late at night getting ready to bedtime and I felt the Holy Spirit say like, let's come, let's come talk. And I was like, okay, in the end. Um, so I'm talking when I'm like, well, what am I going to talk about? So I'm like, okay, well, God, I'm going to, you know, have practice some gratitude. I'm going to tell you what I'm thankful for. And, you know, I was just listing some stuff up that I was thankful for. And the thought came of like, go grab your Bible. And I thought, what is God going to (laughs) say? So I went and grabbed it, opened it up. And I was like, what? Honestly. And then I thought, I don't know if this is it. And then the thought came of like, well, like, why couldn't it be it? And in short, that fellowship revealed things that needed to be revealed and I'm glad he did because sometimes we have these hurts that we're carrying and sometimes we just carry them so so far down that they no longer not that they don't weigh us but we don't realize they've been weighing us the whole time but we become numb at, at some point so anyways the reason why I'm saying this is because 
seeking fellowship with God is so important. And while I love that the Lord invites, um, I think it's our job as his believers to also go to him um, as well. So practically, uh, maybe find time in your day where you're like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put my phone on do not disturb. Um, maybe get a devotional online or I know there's some free ones using the version Bible app where you can even choose a topic that you're struggling with and it's able to, you know, people that may have gone through the same thing or what have you is able to just put that together and you're able to follow that, get Bible verses that will encourage you, that will, you know, speak to the things that are very real in your life right now. And also um, one thing that I wanted to share with fellowship is and acknowledging yourself before God. You know, sometimes it's easy for me to just say like, well, I've been I've been doing good, you know, like I've been I'm, I've been dotting my I's and crossing my T's and then you read Romans 3:23 and it says for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That I need Jesus today. Not just that person I'm really mad about or that person that cut me off in traffic or whatever I I need him. Sin is sin. I know this past Sunday at church, they were covering a topic and they were saying how, you know, sometimes we like add, whether we know it or not, in our mind, certain weight to certain sin. Like when you think of murder, you're like death, taking of life, bad, so bad, obviously, rightfully so. Like people in the in Washington, in the United States can in the court of law, be sentenced to death for killing another person. There's a severity. There's like that weight that we associate with. Well, how about bitterness towards someone else? What about gossip or slander? Like, do we have that same bad death? No, bad. Or it's like, well, that's like, mm, you know, you don't have a ticket to enter, but just slide on and it's okay. I won't say anything. Or is it a hard pass of no, absolutely not. So we have to acknowledge ourselves before the Lord and all have sinned. I know there's a Bible passage in Isaiah. For me personally, that God knows very well, there's no point of hiding it because he sees everything. I am barren and naked before him. Isaiah 1, 16 to, 7, excuse me, 16 to 20 says, wash yourselves, cleanse yourselves. Remove your evil deeds from my sight. Stop doing evil. Learn to do what is good. Pursue justice. Correct the oppressor. Defend the rights of the fatherless. Plead the widow's cause. Come, let's settle this, says the Lord. Though your sins are scarlet, they will be as white as snow. Though they are crimson red, they will be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good things of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured by the sword. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. You know, Isaiah just before this, um, or not just before this, he was before the Lord. And you know what he says? An instrument of God, someone who was a prophet, God's mouthpiece. He says, not look what I do for you. I am your instrument. You use me in such ways. Like there are even pagans in this world, but like, boop, I'm a prophet. He says, woe to me. We can come to God and try to have that proud attitude of like, of course you should do this for me, God. I am your child. Like, this family would not function without me. This church would not function without me. This ministry would not function without me. Let me tell you something. <laughs> God is God. Regardless of where you're at, 
And I say that to myself. I have to say that first and foremost. Like, yeah, I'll just say that. Um, Luke has a passage in, in chapter 18 where it says, Two men went into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector. The Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself, God. I thank you that I'm not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of everything I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest, saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other, because everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. You guys, fasting is great. It's great. Abstaining from simple things, the Bible tells us we have to do that. Be holy, for I am holy. That's what the Bible says. But our heart posture... What is our heart posture like? Another thing that I just wanted to just put out there is, what does your Bible reading look like? Um, there was an expert, a book that I just finished um, listening to. And in short, there's a passage from it that I um, just wanted to read, you, read to you guys on. It's the book um, Forgiving When You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkersh. I need to remind myself to open my Bible before I open my mouth, but it can be overwhelming to try and think of all the verses and passages that would apply when I'm in the middle of a hard situation. I need a reference guide to turn to when I suddenly find myself in need of wisdom and perspective. So, I gathered up all the scripture I'd been searching on forgiveness into this resource in the hopes it would be a starting place to remind both you and me of where to locate God's directives we'll continue to face within the complexities of human relationships. God's word is powerfully effective to cut through all my justifications to stay mad, prove my case, wallow in unforgiveness, and handle things in my flesh. It is possible to live a different way. I want this, but it will require God's strength working in me. To receive more of his strength, I have to make room of his truth to fill my heart, mind, and mouth. So before we journey through the Bible together, I'm asking him to change me. Humility invites the strength of God. Pride crowds out the strength of God. And then she references Psalm 10, 4. So, seek fellowship. It is good to have godly counsel and all of that, but at the end of the day, we need God. We need Him. His strength, His help, His guidance. And again, what is God speaking to you today in your area or areas of the in-between? And may He help us through His Spirit have willing hearts and ears to not just listen, but to obey.